In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Happy cold, happy cold Monday to you. I don't know what part of the world you're listening from, but it's cold out here on the East Coast. I didn't look at uh, any any weather reports, but I know that my knees, (laughs) my knees are telling me that it's cold. (laughs) And I've had the heater on today and... uh, I've got, I'm bundled up and, you know, it. I'm still cold. So instead of doing tea tonight, I went for the hot cocoa. It's probably a psychological thing, but it just seems like it's going to make me warmer than the tea would tonight. <laughs> this is your host, Minister Diane Jones. And we have a lot to talk about tonight. I have a lot um, I, I hope that I can cover it all, but you know, um, before I get into tonight's topic, I just want to express a few things that are on my heart. You know, as as a minister, you know, this radio show is pretty much my platform. It's my platform, um, in addition to our home based ministry. But this is this is also my platform to be able to speak. And to share things when God stirs my heart. And the last few days, I've been I've been troubled in my spirit. I've been very I've been troubled because, you know, I've been I've been talking to the Lord and I've been praying about the things that I see. Uh, not so much in the world, because. As Christians, we expect certain things from the world. We expect certain things from the unbelievers. We expect, um, you know, ungodly behavior from the from from the from the sinners. But from the people that profess to know Christ, 
And I'm not talking about babes in Christ. I'm not talking about people that uh, maybe have just come to know the Lord and who still have to grow in their maturity. But from people that uh, say that they have known the Lord for years, I am finding it more and more difficult for me to swallow some of the behaviors that I see, some of the lifestyles that they choose, yet they profess Christ. And that, that's going to lead us into our topic um, because we're going to be talking about rebellion tonight. It still goes along with the subject of deliverance. It's very key to a person being delivered or being set free from uh, a bondage of any kind, but also uh, the bondage of sexual abuse or the aftermath of sexual abuse. But, you know, I've been in this last year, I've been to several services and I've listened to men and women who profess to be ministers of the gospel. And I've listened to how they've given testimony and reports of individuals lives that they know and how they've described some of these individuals as being uh, very dedicated to their church, dedicated to the work of the Lord. Uh, they served on various uh, committees or boards or um, fed the poor, you know, um, did various works for Christ. But then when they began to talk about their personal character, when they began to describe them uh, as far as the fruit of the Spirit is concerned. Uh, their character didn't line up with the works. And they began to describe them as individuals who were difficult to get along with, who were critical, who were um, rebellious in nature who were absolutely rebellious in nature. And I've seen this and heard this, you know, lately. And I've been really talking to the Lord about it because, you know, when I study the scriptures and when I go to the scriptures, there are some, some, some characteristics and qualities of the Christian that are more like that of a lamb than that of a goat. And a rebellious nature is that of a goat, not of a lamb. And Christians are supposed to have the nature of Christ, which is more like the lamb. Now, yes, Christ also had the nature of a lion because he was also a warrior and he also stood up for truth and righteousness. But in these scenarios, these people weren't talking about them rebelling against sin. They weren't talking about them rebelling against the corruption of God's house or the corruption of the ministry. They were talking about them rebelling against authority, rebelling against pastors, uh, rebelling against their brothers and sisters in Christ, um, hurting their feelings, telling them off. And since this is my platform, I'm going to, I am addressing that tonight. Um, for any of you that are listening and you are professing to be a child of God, if you have a rebellious nature, you need to go back to the altar. 
you need to go back to the beginning of where you first uh, professed to meet Christ and you need to ask him to do it for you all over again. And you need to ask him to forgive you and you need to ask him to help you to take off the things that do not look like him, do not re reflect him, do not emulate him. Because the fruit of the spirit is gentleness, meekness, kindness, long suffering, patience, goodness, mercy. Uh, it goes on to you know, those are those are evidence of of the, the Holy Spirit being in your life. It didn't say anything about being rebellious and telling folks off and can't nobody tell you nothing. But yet ministers, preachers, teachers want to put these people in heaven. Want to give them a mansion and a palace in heaven. And I'm here to tell you that that's contrary to the word of God. It's contrary to the word of God. God is not pleased if we are professing to be his, but yet we are conducting ourselves like Satan himself, because rebellion is the nature of Satan. That's what got him kicked out of heaven. Doesn't mean that you don't stand up for righteousness. Doesn't mean that you don't speak the truth in love. But when people describe you as being hard to get along with, cantankerous, I don't mean falsely. I don't mean when they're lying on you. I'm talking about truth here, people. Then you need to check yourself so that you don't find yourself lost. You know, like Paul said, I bring my body into subjection lest after I've preached to others that I become a castaway. He didn't want to be rejected after he spent all his life preaching or after his conversion, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then he himself ended up being lost because he let his flesh rule over his spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I had to, I had to get that out, and I know some of y'all are probably wondering, ooh, what did she see and where did she go? That's not important. <laughs> I just had to get it out because I feel like we need more ministers that are going to preach the truth, that are going to teach the truth. Can you accomplish these things in and of yourself? No, you cannot. But through Jesus Christ, through confession, through repentance, through seeking God's face, you can kill your flesh. We are to let our flesh die daily and, and you can kill your flesh. And if you have not killed your flesh, then you need to be born again. You need to be reborn. Huh. I just had to go with the flow there, people. <laughs> I had to go, go with the flow. But I want to let you know that I am rejoicing and I am happy in the Lord just a little distressed at what I see in the body of Christ and people who profess to be in the body of Christ. We got to call a spade a spade. And, you know, hopefully help somebody in doing so. So we're getting ready to go to a break. 
before we go to break, I want to remind you that we have a, a new study guide, some, a new book out called Overcoming Sexual Abuse. It is our new release. Um, millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed, delivered from abusing others? Find answers to these questions and many others in these pages. Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. It is available through authorhouse.com and most any other um, book vendors or retailers. See you after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Vision Onward is a mission. Vision Onward is passion. Vision Onward is compassion. It's God's power being shown in the world today with the guidance of the Holy Spirit through Jeff Holly and his family. And now, it's here on Toginet, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central. Vision Onward began over three years ago when Jeff and his family felt that after sitting in a church for years, they had come to a place in their faith where they were tired of sitting around and talking about their faith. They actually wanted to do something about it. So they decided to use their time, treasures, and talents that God had blessed them with to help those who have, by no choice of their own, been born into a world of poverty. So they walked away from the American dream, which they realized is actually a nightmare, so they can help others find hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. For more on Vision Onward, go to visiononward.org. This is truly a God-led adventure of the heart and humanity, making a difference for Christ. It's Vision Onward with Jeff Holly, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work-at-Home Moms, with Jill Hart and Diana Innan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. 
I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, we're back from our break, and we are talking about deliverance tonight. But in talking about deliverance, I am talking about things that we have to look at in order to, or and address in order to be delivered, in order to be set free from our issues. Okay, this is regarding overcoming bondage of any kind, whether it's sexual abuse, that's specifically our topic, of course, but any kind. You can relate this to overcoming bondage of any kind in your life. Rebellion is not a godly quality. It is a characteristic of the flesh and of Satan. Rebelliousness prevents deliverance. If we rebel against the statutes, the ways, the commandments of God, we will never be delivered. It's not about personality, people. It's not about that's my personality. Once you become born again, the scriptures tell me old things are passed away and all things become new. God begins to work on your character and he begins to work on your personality. And once you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, he, he definitely tempers your personality if you let him. But if you rebel, and you never come to that place where your characteristics begin to look like his, then I challenge your salvation. I challenge your salvation. The scripture that I'm going to go to is 1 Samuel 15 and 23. And it tells us, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. God equates rebellion resisting, refusing, you know, to submit to his authority, God's authority, godly authority, refusing to submit to his authority. He equates that with the same thing as witchcraft. Okay. Witchcraft is manipulation. It's control. It is, uh, voodoo. It is, uh, uh, what's the name? Harry Potter. It is Ouija boards. It's it. There's a lot of things that people do that fall under witchcraft. But rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Stubbornness, refusing to submit your will to God. You know, digging your, digging your heels in the sand and basically you're going to do it your way and refusing to submit your will to God is the same as idol worship. It's the same as if you were worshiping some statue or worshiping yourself or worshiping anything above God in your life. Placing your will, esteeming yourself, and your ways above God's ways is idolatry. I've been in churches. I've been in ministries where these, the people live a lifestyle of rebellion. 
pastors, preachers, teachers, leaders, where they live a lifestyle of rebellion. And when you address them about it, when I have addressed them about it, they basically say, well, you know, you, you have to give way to some common sense here. You have to, no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say for you to, to, you know, obey the parts of the word that you want to obey and then use your common sense for the other part. That's not what the Bible says. He says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, our mind and our character and our spirit is supposed to be renewed. And that process begins from the time that you are born again, if in fact you are truly born again. If in fact you are sincere when you pray that prayer, just because you say some words and you say a prayer don't mean that you were sincere in your heart and God knows that. And it's evident when you look at some people's lives that they were not sincere, that they went through the motions and they're trying to fool themselves and they're trying to fool somebody else. But God is looking and he's booking and he knows. Okay. As long as you refuse to submit to God's ways concerning your life, you will never be free from the adverse effects of your abuse or any other sin for that matter. Yes, I'm still talking about deliverance. That is the topic. But we are talking about how rebellion interferes with overcoming sexual abuse and any other form of trauma, any other sin, because rebellion tells you to focus on yourself. Rebellion tells you to continue to be a victim, a victim. Rebellion tells you uh, to be mad at God. I mean, there's a lot of things I could address at that, at that juncture, but rebellion interferes with overcoming sexual abuse. So get ready to examine yourself tonight. Okay. Get your cup of tea, or in my case, I've got hot cocoa tonight. Settle in your seat because I'm going to challenge you with some questions. I found on the internet this quiz about rebellion. It's a rebellion Bible quiz. And I found it on something called Christia Net. I don't want to take credit for it. <laughs> they did say that I should take the quiz and that I should pass it on to a friend, you know, for the purpose of Bible study and so forth and so on. So you all are my friends right now. I'm, I'm classifying you as my friends and I'm going to ask you some questions and you can see how well you did. Okay. We'll get through, we'll try to get through all of these. It's 25 questions. It's a rebellion Bible quiz. It's designed to teach us biblical truths about rebellion. Okay. Number one, the Bible considers rebellion to be both not telling or not wanting to hear the truth. Is that true or false? What do you think? Okay. Well, it's true. The Bible considers rebellion to be both not telling or not wanting to hear the truth. Like I said, when I address these issues with some individuals and they didn't want to hear the truth. 
And in some cases, they didn't even tell the truth about their behavior and their actions because they were so used to and so so deceived by their own sin that they couldn't hear me. That is rebellion. Okay? Number two, being rebellious is as the sin of witchcraft. Well, you guys should all know the answer to that one because I just gave it. Is that true or false? <laughs> well, it's true. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. God warned Israel, this is number three, against taking counsel from any other source beyond him. True or false? True. He warned Israel against taking counsel from any other source beyond him. The Bible is supposed to be our source, people. If we are Christians, if we are believers, if we are disciples, if we are saints, if we are born again, the Bible is supposed to be our source of info. Okay? Anything that doesn't line up with that is suspect. Number four, Israel sinfully sought the counsel of astrologers and stargazers. Hey, are you listening? Astrologers and stargazers. People that believe in the zodiac and study the signs and live according to their horoscope and uh, all that stuff. Is that true or false? Israel sinfully sought the counsel of astrologers and stargazers. Well, it's true. That was one of Israel's sins against God because they, they were seeking another source of info. Not God himself who created the stars. Okay. Number five, believers may seek and worship angels because they are messengers of God. True or false? False. Believers may not seek and worship angels because they are messengers of God. We are supposed to worship have no other gods before God himself okay we 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 are to appreciate the angels and we are to be grateful to God that he sends us help and in the form of messengers but we are not to seek them and pray to them or worship them six mosaic law stated that parents could have a rebellious child stoned to death according to the mosaic law is that true or false it's true. That is how much God hates rebellion. According to the Mosaic law, a rebellious child. Now that's something that we just praise in this society and we consider it normal. We consider it normal for a teenager to be rebellious. It's not normal. It's sin. It's the sinful nature. Okay. And according to the Mosaic law, that child could be stoned to death. That's true. That's number six. Um, seven, Moses was concerned that Israel would become even more rebellious after his own death. True or false? Was true. He spent years and years and years working with those people, trying to get them on track, trying to get them to submit, trying to get them to love God. And he was concerned that even after his death, they were going to continue in that, in that um, state because it was so hard to break that in them. Some of, them, some of them were punished severely because of it and didn't see the promised land because of, it, because of it. That's how strong rebellion is and how it can destroy your life. And got to go to break. 
be back with question number eight. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Hello. Today we are looking at the correct way to eat and fried chicken with a fork. Not. This is not your hair in a bun with pearls on etiquette class. It's time for How Not to Act with Melanie Broyles. Mondays at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Be here as Melanie shows us how practicing good manners should be a way of life, how poise and self-confidence help young people feel good about themselves, and how a child of a healthy self-esteem becomes the adult with a positive sense of self. Royals understands that etiquette is a sensitive topic and has found ways to use humor to make etiquette more fun. For more on Melanie and her programs, go to etiquettestlouis.com. Etiquette is not about impressing people. It's about using kindness, courtesy, and respect in every part of our daily lives. Melanie feels that every Everyone should have the opportunity to feel comfortable in social and business situations. So be here for How Not to Act with Melanie Broyles. Mondays at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, question number eight. I know I was moving kind of fast through those first uh, seven questions, so I'm going to try to slow down a little bit. If we don't get through all of them, then that's okay. But um, number eight, while in the wilderness, the nation of Israel grumbled against Miriam, the sister of Moses. True or false? Give you time to think about it. Well, that's false. While in the wilderness, the nation of Israel grumbled against Miriam. No, Miriam grumbled against Moses. Okay, that was a form of rebellion. She was rebelling against Moses, so she grumbled against him. 
Um, number nine, foolishly, corruptible idols have replaced an uncorruptible God in the hearts of mankind. True or false? Have corruptible idols replaced an uncorruptible God in the hearts of mankind today? Definitely true. Definitely true. Form of rebellion. That is a form of rebellion. That's rebellion against God. Ten. Strangers followed Israel's poor examples and defiled God's house. True or false? Well, that's true. Because of Israel's poor examples, uh, a lot of surrounding uh, nations also defiled God's house. Uh, Belshazzar, if I remember right, he's one, he's, he's one of the leaders who did that after he took over. Then he used the, the things of God and the, and the uh, precious uh, gold and goblets and the different items of the temple. He used them for his own selfish purposes and began to, you know, have his parties basically with his uh, heathen friends and carry on and defile the things of God. Um, number 11, and I could actually, they have a scripture for each of these answers. So if anybody happens to want this, uh, these scriptures, you know, just, um, write me, call me, uh, request it, and we will make sure that you get it. Okay. V-I-R-2-U-S-1 at Verizon.net. Number 11, a divided heart shall be judged. Someone who is divided in their heart, who is not single in their heart towards God, who wants to do both, who wants to have one foot in the world, one foot in the church, wants to serve God, but wants to serve their flesh. And will that heart be judged? True or false? True. Number 12, God will protect mankind from man's own vile affections. You think that's true? Will God protect mankind, you, me, people in general, from our own vile affections? Is he going to let us do what we want to do, no matter how vile it is, and then he's just going to protect us anyway? You know, because like I said, so many people want to put you in heaven after you've lived a rank life. They think you're going to go to the heaven, <laughs> gangster heaven, or, or thug heaven, or hip-hop heaven, or whatever kind of heaven. Well, that's false. He will give you over to your own vile affections to do those things which are not convenient. And he will, you, he, you will be reprobate. He will allow you to become reprobate where your conscience is seared with a hot iron and you won't know the difference between right and wrong anymore. Okay? You won't know, you won't feel it, you won't care. Number 13. Idol worship is having a relationship with demons. Ha, that's an interesting one. Idol worship is having a relationship with demons. Is that true or is that false? Well, it's true. Idolatry of any kind is equivalent to and basically you're participating in demon worship. 
because demons and Satan are behind idol worship. They inspire you to worship idols, even if that idol is yourself. 14. Craftsmen who make graven images with their hands will be blessed. True or false? Not by God they won't be blessed. It's false. He tells us specifically in scripture not to make any graven images unto ourselves. Okay. Uh, 15. Revilers and the effeminate. Effeminate. Revilers and the effeminate can inherit the kingdom of God. Is that true or false? Well, I've heard people that call themselves ministers even in this area you know, who've gone on public TV and who have defended the homosexual and the lesbian lifestyle, referring to effeminate, you know, of course that would be a man behaving as, be behaving femininely as, as, as a woman or whatever. But I've heard them try to justify and try to say how God, you know, they love God and how they're serving God too. And um, just bold-faced lying. You remember what I was saying about the reprobate mind? How God will give you over to your vile affections and let you believe a lie? Well, that is false. Revilers and the effeminate can not inherit the kingdom of God. The scriptures tell you that they will not be there. I don't care what they say. They're contradicting the Bible, which is why I don't even know why they profess to be. Why don't they profess to be something else? You know, believers in something else. But how can you profess to be ministers of the gospel and then denounce what it says. It doesn't make sense. Twist it and turn it for their own benefit to justify their actions and their behavior and their struggle and their bondage. 16. Sorcerers and idolaters will be put into a lake of fire and brimstone. True or false? Bible says it's true. Revelations 21 and 8. Sorcerers, which is the same thing as palm readers and diviners. And you got shows nowadays on people, necromisers, those who believe in, you know, bringing, uh, speaking to the dead and, you know, casting spells on people. I'm not just talking about mumbo jumbo spells, but I'm, I'm even talking about people who, who live a lifestyle of controlling and manipulating others. Control necromancers I think I said that word wrong um, but people who live a lifestyle of controlling and manipulating others controlling and manipulating their kids you know suffocating their kids to the point where their kids you know can't even can't don't trust their own uh, judgment even if it's right because that person will control and manipulate them that's all a form of witchcraft you know, women that control and manipulate their husbands to the point where they suck the life out of them. And all he can, he, every, he has, everything he tries to do is to please her. Because if not, then she'll make him feel guilty. She'll make him feel belittled. She'll, she'll withhold, you know, certain benefits from him. And that's all sorcery. That's all witchcraft. Well, the Bible says sorcerers and idolaters will be put into a lake of fire and brimstone. I see this in the church, people. 
people that profess to be in the church. I see women in the church who manipulate and control their husbands at, at their, you know, for their purposes, at their husband's expense. They don't speak life into the husband at all. His, his job, as far as they're concerned, is to serve them and to live for them. That's a rebellious nature. It's an ungodly nature. 17, God warned Israel that seeking the guidance of sorcerers would lead to a loss of children and to widowhood. True or false? What do you think? That this could lead to a loss of children and to widowhood. True. Very true. <laughs> there was a movie out years ago called The uh, Black Widow Spider, I believe. That is a perfect picture of the rebellious Jezebel spirit. The woman who sucks the life out of her husband, who uses him for her own benefit, and leaves him basically as an empty shell. That's the perfect example of how that spirit operates. It's not a godly spirit. Okay? Teaching others to rebel is not as serious an offense as rebellion itself. What do you think? Teaching others to rebel is not as serious an offense as rebellion itself. Well, that's false. Teaching others to rebel is just as serious an offense as one who was rebellious themselves. Inciting riotousness, inciting rebellion, inciting aggression and disobedience against God. I know women who have taught their children who from the home have taught their children to live sinfully, who have taught their children witchcraft from the home, who have taught their children to drink, to do drugs, to have sex, because they said, I'd rather them do it in the house than for them to do it out in the street. Huh. Do you think that's less of an offense as that woman who was rebellious and living her lifestyle that way? Well, it's not less than, it's just as serious as, okay? Rebellion leads to more rebellion and mental anguish. True or false? It's true. Rebellion leads to more rebellion and mental anguish. You don't get peace of mind when you live in rebellion. You don't get peace of mind. You don't have peace in your heart and peace in your spirit. Your life is in turmoil, and you're always trying to figure out what to do next and how to control this person next and how to stay on top and how to keep from being hurt. Here come the tunes. Be back for more questions after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. 
Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. Nope. It wasn't his fate. No, nope. the walks never struggled to communicate. Ha. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on it. Dakota Man Keith, and he's number one. It's that Keith Wine Show on Togginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wine and the show, go to his website, KeithWannWann.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the code of man. Don't miss that Keith Wan show. Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, let's see. We're at number 20. Men's rebellious nature will eventually lead to earth's destruction. True or false? That's an easy one. If you don't know it, people, I'm, I'm telling you, that's an easy one. Man's rebellious nature will eventually lead to earth's destruction. Things are not going to get better. Things are going to get worse. God has a plan for that. He has a plan and he has a way of escape for the Christians, for the believers, but Man's rebellious nature will eventually lead to earth's destruction. That is true. Okay? Even when rebellious, even when rebellious, God will fight for us. What do you think about that? Even when you're rebelling against God, even when you're doing your own thing, living life how you feel like doing it, God will fight for you. Is that true or false? How many times have you heard people charge God foolishly and shake their fist in his face and want to know where he was, where he was when this tragedy was going on. For example, like Hurricane Katrina, 
When that tragedy happened, people want to know where God was and they want to blame God, but, but Louisiana is known for outright rebellion against God. Voodoo, witchcraft, sex, immorality, you name it. The Mardi Gras is full of it. And even after Hurricane Katrina, they still shook their fist in God's face and basically said nothing will stop the Mardi Gras. Nothing will stop it. We're going to continue in our rebellion. We're going to continue in our sexual immorality and whatever we feel. But yet they think God is supposed to protect them. Well, the answer is that it is false. God will not fight for us even when we're rebellious. If he chooses to protect you or intervene, it is because of his grace and his mercy, and it's because he is still trying to get win your heart. He is still trying to get your attention. But he doesn't have to. He's not obligated to. 22, God will deliver those in bondage, but the rebellious will dwell in the dry land. Dry land speaks of or symbolic of barren places, you know, unfruitfulness in life, in spirit, in um, unfruitfulness, dry barrenness. Well, that is true. God will deliver those in bondage, but the rebellious will dwell in the dry land. 23, Janus and Jambres rebelled against Caleb. Well, I have to admit, folks, this one I had to look up. I did. I was doing good until I got to this one. I had to look this one up. I was familiar with Caleb, but I didn't remember anything about Janus and Jambres. So what did you what do you say? True or false? Well, scripture says that that is false. That Janus and Jambres rebelled against Moses not against Caleb. So I learned something new, which I love to do. <laughs> 24, the Antichrist will be in direct rebellion against God. True or false? Well, the, the question kind of gives itself away. Antichrist means against, against Christ, which is therefore against God. So the Antichrist will be in direct rebellion against God? True. Certainly, definitely, most definitely, and the spirit of Antichrist is definitely in the land, has been in the land for hundreds of thousands of years. You know, it's not anything new, but I tell you what, the intensity of it, I do believe, is increasing, um, at least in our lifetime. Other societies, other nations have risen and have fallen because of this Antichrist spirit. But as far as in our lifetime, yes, I do believe the intensity of it is um, definitely increasing. And it is in our faces um, like I have never experienced before. Okay. Uh, 25, when we seek forgiveness... God will be merciful toward our rebellion. Is that true or false? It is true. That is so exciting. When we seek forgiveness, 
when we acknowledge that we have been rebellious, when we acknowledge that we have been doing things against God and doing things our own way, you know, we say, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize how ugly that was. I didn't realize how harmful that was, or I did realize it, but I didn't care. I'm so sorry, Lord, forgive me. He will forgive us. That is a blessing. That's why grace is unmerited. That's why the grace and the mercy of God is not something that we deserve. It's not something that we earn, but it's because he is so good, people. That in spite of these things, if we repent, if we change course, if we stop and turn around and say, Lord, please forgive me, he will do just that. So, are you rebellious towards the statutes? And the commandments of God that are found in his word concerning parental relations, perhaps, concerning marriage relations, concerning his church, as in the body of Christ, or maybe if I break that down better, concerning relationships with other believers. Are you rebellious? and antagonistic and controlling and manipulating and spiteful and are you do, do you see yourself in any of this are you rebellious maybe towards being chased you know god teaches you not to fornicate not to sleep around but you do it anyway because you feel like it or because you love him or her or you know are you rebellious towards being modest and carrying yourself in a decent ladylike mannerism because you feel like ain't nobody supposed to tell you nothing. Uh, I've had young women, you know, get upset because we were going to be performing or ministering, I should say, at a youth service and we had a dress code. We had a dress code. We wore we wore T-shirts. They were they were oversized T-shirts because I wanted them loose and because I didn't want them hugging every curb and accentuating you know all the body parts. And this young lady actually got upset talking about the church don't want you to have no body. Well, God gave us bodies, but He didn't say that they're supposed to be on display for Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> If you're a single woman, your body is supposed to be uh, modest, modestly covered and, and, and presented to, for you and the Lord because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're a married woman, then your body is supposed to be, you know, ornamented and displayed to your husband. So where does that leave room for Tom, Dick, and Harry? <sighs> Why do you think that your figure should be on display to the world to make men and women lust after you and desire you physically? That's not godly. So let's see, what, are you rebellious towards taking care of your home, your gifting and your talents? This question covers lots of territory. There's a lot to examine here. There's so many things that we can be rebellious about. And, and it's, it seems to be the norm, and that's what grieves me, and that's what breaks my heart, is that it's becoming the norm in church. It's expected in the world, but it's becoming the norm in church. 
for people to live a rebellious lifestyle. Over the years, I've encountered women in ministry and women in general who have their own ideas about how they should live their lives. Their ideas are opposed to God's ways. But when the fruit of their labor develops, you know, after time has gone by and you see what grows and what uh, manifests itself in their life, like maybe in their children, you know, how their children turn out or maybe how their ministry turns out. When you see the fruit of their labor and how it grows, then they blame God for the negative outcomes, you know, maybe because their kids are rebellious too. <laughs> You know, maybe because their the daughter goes out and gets pregnant and the son gets somebody pregnant and, you know, maybe they're on drugs or whatever. Or they don't want them to do with the church or whatever. But yet their mom has lived this way. So-called ministers in the ministry. They continue, they blame God for the negative outcomes or they are so spiritually blind that they continue in their rebellion and blindness regarding their own lifestyles until it's too late until it's too late so I challenge you I challenge you to examine yourself examine yourself how does your life line up with the Word of God how does your spirit line up with the fruit of the Spirit how gentle are you? How patient are you? How kind are you? How submitted are you to the will of God? If you are rebellious, you will, you will never be free from your traumas, from your, your abuse, because you will charge God foolishly because you will continue to hold on to the hatred or the anger or whatever it is that, you know, Satan is throwing your way and speaking to your mind. I challenge you that if any of this is you, just stop. Stop right now. Fall on your knees. Fall on your face. Ask God to forgive you. Ask him to help you. He will, because rebellion keeps you bound in every way. You cannot be saved and live a rebellious lifestyle. Amen. All right, people. We got most of it covered. So I'll see you back next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Good night.